Howdy, Mountaineers. It's Sydney. Do not worry. Kaylee is here. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of The Girls Who Get It. Kaylee is here, but I am going to be leading today's episode because our guest is a very good friend of mine, a mentor of mine, and a U92 The Moose alum. Please welcome to The Girls Who Get It, Miss Haley Taylor-Simon. Yay! Haley, how are you? Oh my gosh, it feels honestly so cool to be talking to Mountaineer Nation again. Oh man, I missed it. I miss you so much. So Haley, you and I, we're sisters. We're sorority sisters. We are sorority Um, sisters. I actually found my sorority because of Haley's Instagram first semester of my freshman year through the little read college net. Um, Haley has been one of my biggest inspirations and mentors in the realms of podcasting and radio. I started doing student media stuff through the recommendation of Haley on the first night of sorority recruitment. We both discussed doing podcasting and and you're killing it. (laughs) Thank you so much. And our, um, our process was always very separated. So it was like the bigs and the littles always talked. And then it was like the other uh, active members. And Haley wasn't a big that semester. But I'll never forget the day you reached out to me and you're like, hey, do you want to go to brunch? Oh my gosh. Just like hang out and talk. And I was like, they like me. They really, really like me. Like it was just one of those things where I've just always appreciated your your friendship and your mentorship and your sisterhood. And it's just been so, so, so lovely to follow your journey. And as if I remember if memory serves me correctly, you started off working in Philly in country music. Yes. I, I I'm I'm loving the I'm loving the country radio life right now. So I am having a great time with it. But you are currently a commentator and host for 97.5? Yes. Uh, yeah, 97.5 The Fanatics. So it's Philadelphia's biggest sports radio station, which is so surreal to say. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy. I started off at U92 at West Virginia. Uh, didn't really do any radio before that. And then I was like, you know what? Might as well try to go back home to Philadelphia and uh, see where I get at. So I started at country that lasted honestly like three months and I was like yeah I need to go talk to the sports people and here I am so that was kind of my next question is you graduated from WVU in spring of 2021 I remember your very cheerful senior send-off I miss you every day not having your beautiful soul in Morgantown so how did we kind of get to where you are right now you have obviously climbed up rather quickly working at 22 23 years old for the biggest sports radio station in your area so can you just kind of talk about like the experiences you've had and just like kind of what you've done to get to where you are today yeah no that's a good question so i think in college um when i first began at u92 i was the only woman in the sports station at the time which is so crazy to say because i've been following it and i've seen so many great women that have been involved with it. And um, I think it was one of those things where you really had to advocate for yourself and, you know, guys, and it's not all the guys, right? But it's some of the guys, they have this preconceived notion that women maybe don't know as much about sports as guys do. And I think for me, I grew up in a very sports dominated household. 
And, you know, it's funny. Like, I always say this, but like, instead of like playing like board games or things like that, I would be watching hockey. Like that was just my source of fun and entertainment. And I think being in an environment like West Virginia, where I was presented so many great opportunities and met so many supportive people like in our sorority. And it was such a unique experience because from what I saw with the national media, hey, this is a guy dominated industry. You know, women don't belong here. But then yet at West Virginia, it was the complete opposite where it was, hey, we have this radio station. We have some great mentors and staff. We have different clubs that you can join. So I was in ONA, which is the Online News Association. I don't know if it's still a thing at West Virginia, but I was in it for like a year and I think it might be gone now, but that was my one year of bringing it to campus. Um, but I was doing so many things within the university. And I think that if it wasn't for having the support, I wouldn't have gained the confidence to then go back to Philadelphia, walk into my boss's office and say, hey, I really think you should hire me. So I think it's just one of those things where the support I had in college, still to this day, I think back to, you know, every single thing that I've experienced the highs and the lows working with President Gee. I'm like, wait, if I can talk to the president of my university about cutting back, um, not cutting back to enforce more campus safety so kids would cut back on doing things that would get them in trouble, like drunk driving. And I was like, well, hey, let's come up with programs to help these kids out. I'm like, of course I can go and say, hey, I want to talk sports for a living. Um, so it's just about using your voice and really you know, taking what you learn in those younger years and applying them to just the rest of your, your life. Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that as well, because I always love the pictures, follow you on TikTok, social media, keep up with you. Always love the photos of you being the only woman either out in the field during interviews, like pregame, postgame, working in the box. How do you feel about that? Like, have you managed to like find a community in the like area that you're working in of other women in the industry or are you feeling like you are just one that is like starting to come up um and like the first of many hopefully yeah so there's definitely more women in the philadelphia market than there was maybe in some other markets but it's such a weird feeling because if i see another woman you would think that i would feel like oh my gosh like this person's gonna be my friend like we're gonna get along and it's the opposite where I feel like it's the men are more kind of like taking me under their wing and being more supportive. And I think because there's such few women, it's more like, yeah, we'll support you. Like we got your back, but at the end of the day, it's so cutthroat. And I think, and there's not a specific person that even comes to my mind and it's not like I would say it, but I think it's just what I've noticed is that the men ironically have been more supportive and they're usually the ones to reach out and say, Hey, like I see that, you know, you're the only woman up in the press box. Uh, you're doing great. I, I don't think that, I think a lot of women say that they support women and I will always make it go out of my way to support women, but I don't think that it's still such a competitive field mm -hmm. that it's still, Hey, it's going to be this woman or me. And most of the time, people usually choose themselves. So it's more like, it's so cutthroat, which I hate about the industry. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a harsh reality of the industry, but it's honestly really refreshing to hear that you've had good experiences with 
the uh, like men in your field. And just knowing you personally, I can see you most definitely being a catalyst for that change. And I mean, clearly both of us, we've never met strangers in our lives. No. So I <laughs> nope. I sense you being the person that's like, hey, welcome. How are you? Like, let's do this thing. Like always supporting people. So I see yeah. that very like heavily in everything you do. And the thing too, even in the press box, like one thing that I forgot to mention is that I'm the youngest person still after three seasons covering this team. And I'll have people come up to me and be like, hey, are you an intern? And I'm like, no, because it's one of those things where, um, and I hate categorizing people because I think that if you're in an opportunity to cover a team, that's such a huge accomplishment. But majority of the people covering them are between the ages of like upper 30s to like late 50s that are men. So I guess it is a little unusual to see somebody too that is still young. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's a day and age where anyone can cover anything and anyone has the ability to cover a team if they put their focus into it. So that's another thing too that I think um, the gender and the age, which mm-hmm. two things kind of going against me, but I never looked at it as a negative. Yeah. So that was my leading into my next question is what advice do you have to girls that want to go into this line of work? And like, you have obviously been a mentor to me. So who have your mentors been, whether they're male, female, regardless of age, like, have you just hopefully found people that you can kind of rely on and that have taken you under uh, their wing? No, good question. So I, it's funny. Um, when it comes to mentors, I feel like I really don't have many. And as silly as it sounds, my biggest mentor is my parents. Um, in this industry, I've had tons of people who have really looked out for me, take me under their wing. But that's after I got into the industry. It wasn't beforehand. It wasn't like anyone said, hey, like, there's this really cool opportunity. Let me help you or let me guide you in this direction. I had to really find it out on my own. Like I was the one who was calling up all these places. Hey, are you guys hiring? And it just seemed to me that at the end of the day, the people that supported me the most were my parents telling me, hey, you go call them, you email them, you advocate for yourself. And then once I got in, I definitely have had people look out for me. But I feel like with mentors, it's people that look out for you before you even made it. And when you make it and then people all of a sudden are looking out for you, it's like, okay, well, where were you years ago when I was reaching out and you were too busy for me? Um, Which is fine. I get, you know, time is of the essence. I get that. But if it comes from people that inspire me, I would have to say a Jackie Redmond. She does the NHL network on TNT. We spoke while I was in college, actually. We had a little Zoom meeting during the pandemic. And she's killing it. Um, She does, like, the different ringside reporting. I want to be play-by-player color analysis. But I still really like about Jackie is that she is one of the only women within this broadcast, which is crazy to think about since it's TNT, big national broadcast. But she's wearing, like, and I hate to say this, but, like, she's dressing how I dress in a sense where she's wearing, like, bright colors and she's not afraid to show who she is. But at the same time, she is this woman that knows sports and she's well-respected. So 
If it's somebody that I look up to, Jackie Redmond. This has been a huge topic of conversation for us and every single guest we've had. Mm -hmm. Both uh, Angelica Chernone and Eva Buckman were like, oh my gosh, my favorite thing to wear is like my pink blazer or like my pink power suit. Angelica's like, I have like a new pair of shoes for like every two games. She's like, I get a new pair of shoes a season and I'm so excited to wear them and like show off to everybody. And she goes, and I've gotten support from people. She goes, the guys on the team are always so excited to see what I'm going to wear for for the new game every, like the home opener every season. So no, I love that. And I love that it's becoming a common thing because I think that is, it sounds horrible. It's the thing that makes women stand out and it isn't a bad thing. And it's like, it sounds horrible, but it's like, you're always told to dress, dress for the job you want. And it's like, if I want to show up and I want to stand out and I like, if I'm already going to stand out, I might as well stand out because I'm wearing like a bright green blazer and really cute shoes and not because I literally look like I could be 16 years old. Exactly. And I think that, you know, with some of the outfits that I've worn to games, it's funny because I've really noticed kind of a stylistic change in my sense of clothes. Like today I'm dressed as Snooki for Halloween. But usually I'm not wearing big hats. But when I go to games, in the beginning, I used to wear like really nice dress pants and, you know, like nice kind of blouses tucked in. But that's not my style. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, how can I dress how I want to dress and still look professional? So it's a lot of tights with skirts, like appropriate skirts, obviously, um, with like a lot of I am obsessed, so obsessed. I Why did I forget what they're called? Um. They're like the, maybe they are the vest without the sleeves. Mm-hmm. Like the sweater yeah, vest. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Those. Oh my gosh. And like high, like knee high boots. Like that's my style. But in the beginning I was like, okay, I need to blend in like the men do. I need to dress like, and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> if I'm going to be here and I'm going to be the only woman yet again, I'm going to wear what I want to wear. So Sometimes I'll wear dresses. People are going, oh, like your outfit. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I don't say it like that, but I'm like. If I'm already yeah. get, if I'm already going to stand out because I'm a woman, I will be. Okay. Dre- I will be dressed to the nines while I do it. Yes. No, so. I love that. Um, Let's talk, like, what has been your favorite moment or memory of your career thus far? If you have, like, a WVU-specific one, a Philly-specific one then maybe we can pour our, pour our hearts out to the people. So I can talk about my WVU one first, if you want, and then I can do a Philly one. Heck yeah. Okay, cool. So I guess the coolest moment for me at West Virginia university had to do with me going to Kansas. Um, So big 12, I know like everything's kind of shifting and changing, but one of our biggest competitors in women's soccer was West Virginia and K-State. And I remember I was actually at the DA and we had a meeting and they were like, okay, we're going to send out two people to go cover the soccer game. And I was like, you know what? I might as well just put my name out there because again, it was all guys and me. And I'm like, whatever, I'll try it. And I get selected and I will never forget the anger. Some of the guys felt knowing that I would be sent out and they've, come to terms and they've, you know, apologized. I think it's more like you're frustrated that you didn't get it and somebody else did, but that's just the nature of it. And I remember I was out there with my friend, Ethan, he was doing play-by-play and I was doing color and we go to the booth 
to where we're going to sit and do our broadcast. And I look at him and I'm like, we literally just got flown out to cover this soccer team. This is so cool. And I think that doing that broadcast, we both killed it. Like he did great. And I had the best time of my life. I just will never forget being able to tell my parents and telling people, Hey, I'm being flown out to Kansas. Like I know Kansas out of all places, but I think it was such a surreal moment that West Virginia gave me this opportunity. That's me right now with a lot of the, the uh, things I have going on that until the ink is dry, we can't, we can't talk about quite yet, but we will. Um, What about uh, with Philly? Yeah. So with Philly, one would think I would be like, oh yeah, when I went on radio for the first time, but it's definitely with the Flyers. I think one of the coolest things, and it was actually something that happened quite recently, last season. So this is my third season now. So last season was my second season. And I wanted to interview different players and do kind of like a player profile. And I'm interviewing these guys and I leave and I'm talking to my dad and I'm like, wait, I literally have asked, you know, the GM now, Danny Breer, who is one of um, my favorite players growing up on the team, questions like I'm interacting with these people and I'm able to talk to them. Like they know who I am. Like they like my work. And it was one of those moments where you have to take a step back sometimes. And I do this all the time, way too much, but I reflect, like I also overthink. So that doesn't help. And I'm like, wait, I grew up listening to these games, watching this team play. And now I'm in the midst of being uber involved with it. And I think there are some moments in life where it's like, this is a dream come true. And that was a dream come true. Every single day I get to be in this industry is a dream come true. But moments like that where I can then share with family, I think makes it so special. Mm -hmm. No, that's so awesome. So I'll loop, I'll loop Kaylee in here. It's, it's been a long, it's been, we have to address the elephant in the room. It's been a a long week for you. I was hoping that we would, we would meet in a more, more bright circumstances, but your your beloved Philadelphia Phillies have been knocked out of World Series contention. Yep. I'm sorry for your loss. We pour one out on here all the time. Thank the first you. time we poured one out was Aaron Rodgers tearing his. Yeah, it was Achilles. Aaron Rodgers' Achilles, my fantasy team. <laughs> Us after the pit game, we were in. Yeah. That was a little bit more euphoric. but Oh, no, yeah. that, was, that was before the pit game because I didn't get a ticket. Oh, yes. We were pouring one oh out for God. Kaylee because she didn't get up with one, though. <laughs> Kay- Kaylee almost submitted her own vote of no confidence against President Guy because she didn't get a ticket to the pink. So this is like the down bad segment where it's this like, is hey, the down bad down segment. Bad. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is apparently on the up and up. There's a video yep, of him uh, throwing passes in practice at MetLife. Pat McAfee thinks he defies science. So, heck yeah, good for him glad he's on the up and up i was supposed to be dressed as his torn achilles today it felt a little insensitive hey with, you know with what? that would have been creative i like it with every down terrible there's a we're so back around the corner so maybe maybe this is a good sign for the phillies that if aaron Rodgers' achilles can recover maybe the phillies can but i i personally am unfortunately a yankees fan so we were never even in the playoffs but <laughs> 
I, I can't say unfortunately when you have Aaron Judge. You're so right. You're so right. <laughs> Kaylee's in love with Aaron Judge. He is incredible. I literally, since his rookie season, I was like, oh, this guy's got it. Like he's, there's just something. And then like from his rookie season and then he hit a little bit of a sophomore slump and then he came back and then now he's the captain. And like watching him go from his rookie season all the way to like, now he's a huge leader for the team. And he, I think he leads very well. Like he takes, he takes a lot of responsibility and like he'll blame himself before he tries to blame anybody else for any kind of downfall of the team, which I appreciate so much, but yeah, we, we did not make the playoffs at all this year. So it was a very rough season for me too. But what was it like to like cover a team that was going so far through the playoffs? And like, what was it like watching and covering the excitement building up to it? And then the aftermath of like losing in game seven of the championship series? Great question. I have a great answer. I'm so happy I wasn't in Philly during that game seven. So leading up, I'm having like the time of my life. I'm going out. I'm posting content. Like I am living this up. I'm like, okay, this is our year again. Like cue the song. And then they begin not to hit. And I know like I, when it comes to Philadelphia sports, people don't say it, but I say it. The bad usually does happen. If anything could go wrong, it usually does go wrong. So I'm out in Las Vegas this past week covering the flyers out there and I'm watching game seven and I said to myself, they are going to lose. I had no confidence because at the end of the day, they should have swept this team. The Diamondbacks, they're not a loaded team. Like I'm very like unbiased, Haley. I'm proud of how they're playing. I think that, you know, you beat the Brewers. Um, the, like you, You're doing good. You're doing stuff good. And then I come to the conclusion, oh my gosh. It's happening again. I hate my life because (laughs) the Phillies obviously lost. And it's like, I think losing in the World Series didn't hurt as bad as this one. Because last season was so unexpected. It was so much fun. It was more fun than this season, I have to tell you, Mm -hmm. uh, because it was just so unexpected. But one thing about me is I like to compress my feelings so I just moved on very quickly to the Eagles and uh I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the Eagles because it's a it's a big big pop culture point, but I have to say, in my own personal opinion, as a as a kid who grew up making jokes that I was related to Carson Wentz, like my entire childhood when he started with the Eagles, I have rooted for them in a multitude of Super Bowls. I have never wanted a football team to or a human being to win a Super Bowl more than the Philadelphia Eagles and Jason Kelsey. <laughs> that poor man <laughs> needs to retire and go home to his adorable children. <laughs> it is crazy. It's such a good documentary, and it's so precious, and I've never wanted anyone to have more success in their life than that man. I love him. And then when the birds won it, and, um, well, I mean, it was like the 2017 season, but 2018, I was like, okay, he's definitely going to retire. He's wearing a mummer's outfit to the parade. Like, this is going to be it. And then he stayed with it. I'm like, okay, well, we had, you know, some of the more Carson Wentz situation. And then we get Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, I always rooted for Jalen Hurts, by the way, since day one, which people 
always are like, oh, no, you didn't. I'm like, I literally did. But that's not the point. I'm the same way. I've been a I've been a Joe Burrow fan Me? since OSU. Because I grew up in Ohio State. I grew yeah. up in an Ohio State house. I've been a fan of him since he was a third string at Ohio State. You can tell me about that. That's how we began bonding. I remember we would talk about things like that. Yep. No, I can vouch. Like, I can vouch. Like, that's literally, like, a fact. So, don't come at my girl. Um, <laughs> of course, the Super Bowl that they lose in is to a stupid brother's team. Like, <laughs> can I, can I, can I dare ask the question? I know where this is going. Are you like, are you a fan of the NFL's coverage of Taylor Swift? Or like, it's to me, it's bordering on creepy. Uh, It's yeah. Cause like, I understand like she is the music industry. So I'm a music industry minor. Like we, everything we do, somehow there's a way to tie it to Taylor Swift. Like homegirl is running the machine right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I get that it's, like, a fun thing for her fans because her fan base is huge to be like, oh, I get to watch football with my boyfriend because Taylor Swift is there. Like, it's, like, a whole thing for them. I think the NFL, (laughs) their marketing team either needs a raise or needs to, like, keep keep working on a different vision board because they're, like, way too deep in it right now. So my opinion on this is very different than I think most people's. So some people are like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Like we just see our girl Taylor. Some people are like, oh my gosh, this is take away from football. The way I see it is how does Taylor feel about all this? Because she is there, you know, and I know she's in a box, but she's there supporting her boyfriend or the guy that she's dating. I have no, I honestly, it's not my business to even know like what he is to her, but I get like they show like celebrities all the time for like two seconds. Like, oh, Bradley Cooper's in the crowd at Eagles games. Like, I would love to see Bradley Cooper every five seconds, but he's there enjoying the game. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to respect that. Um, I would be really curious as to how Taylor feels about all this, because I know that Travis has said in interviews, oh, it's cool having her there and kind of just left it alone. But if she's uncomfortable by it, then maybe the NFL should back off. But if she's like, you know what? Like, I don't care. Show me, like, use it to promote you guys. Like, whatever. Then that's mm-hmm. awesome. But I've always wondered how she felt because she's a very humble and gracious person. And she's I don't know if all- she would ever think. She yeah, also like- doesn't do a lot of press. No. Um, well- and it's. I think it's also a big contrast. Just Kaylee and I are both really big Taylor Swift fans. I don't know if you No, and I love her. Yeah. yeah we're, like pretty big Taylor Swift fans and it's like she went from being in this extremely private relationship whether it was her her choice or his more so she went from being in this extremely private relationship for like six or seven years to just like introducing Ice Spice on SNL like with her like rumored boyfriend also making a cameo like it was just like I think so out the gate that I think people are just running with it as they go but no, I had just been dying to ask you that question. Well, even the stats, like, and this is what annoys me. Like, there's this one stat that the NFL has been putting up. Like, somebody in the NFL literally has to sit on their computer and make this graphic. And it's like, when Taylor Swift's in attendance, this is how Travis Kelty does. I'm like, bro, what do you mean? Like, I hate to be that person. But it's like, please leave her out of this. She is there watching her boyfriend play. And, you know, they're both people like, you know, 
he does a great podcast besides being an athlete uh, with Kelsey. Well, his brother, Jason Kelsey, not kidding. You know, but <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, I think they're overdoing it too much where people are going to get annoyed when there was not a reason for people to get annoyed to begin with. And we already have too. And because that, that's another thing that like I've noticed is that people are getting upset at Taylor Swift for how much the NFL is showing her. Not and I'm her like, fault. I'm like, she is quite literally not asking them to cover it. Like they're doing like the NFL, it's all of the NFL socials. Like any of the teams whose games she attends will do it. I know because I'm so I'm all over the place. My favorite baseball team is the Yankees. My favorite football team is the Titans and the Titans for their Oilers week throwback. They they changed their Twitter username to Titans Oilers version, which is so funny. But it's another Taylor reference. And I'm like, right. I'm like, I love this because I, I love Taylor Swift in the NFL. And I kind of like I like the crossover. But like they're doing it a little too much and it's getting to where people are getting annoyed with her and not realizing like she's not asking for this. It's literally just the NFL not letting it go. Yeah, literally. But you exactly. know, I have just been dying to ask you that question because I know you're like riding for Philly goes so hard. But I am also a 92 percenter. I love their podcast because I yep. am also from Northeast Ohio. So I follow them pretty consistently. Love the documentary. I'm let it be known. Public record, I am. Public I am. Root, I am rooting for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Thank you so much. I need it to happen um, because I've endured so much pain in this last year for my sports teams. But you know, if it doesn't happen, there's always next season. That's what I say every season. Literally, literally quite literally. Well, thank you so much, Haley. This has been so lovely. We'll have you hang around and chit chat about some Mountaineer sports with us. But I'm gonna throw it over to Miss Kaylee for our Mountaineer Sports Report. Thank you, Sydney. It has unfortunately been a very rough week for the Mountaineers as well. And me personally, my fantasy team has now suffered their second straight loss after I went on a five-week win streak. So I, I lost the first week. I won for five weeks, and I have now lost two weeks in a row. Because um, I realized I hadn't talked my fantasy team but uh, not that anybody cared, but I care. And now I have a captive audience to listen to me. Um, but yeah, so moving to Mountaineer Sports. Ah, this this one hurts, Sydney. I'm not going to lie. So the women's soccer team lost to Texas 3-1 to one in the Big 12 tournament on Monday, ending their season, unfortunately. Hillary Heredia Beltran scored the Mountaineers' only goal in their game on Monday with an assist from Jordan White. Goalie Kaza Macy had five saves, which was the last of her collegiate career. Macy leaves the Mountaineers along with fellow seniors Mackenzie Angst, Jada Bedoya, Maya McCutcheon, Maddie Moreau, Lisa Schopel, and Julianne Valoran. So congratulations, ladies, and the best of luck to those who are returning or not will be there next season. And if you're not there, I can't wait to see what y'all do. Still playing, though, is the Mountaineer volleyball team, which is going against the Texas Longhorns in the Coliseum this Thursday and Friday, November 2nd and 3rd, Thursday at 6 p.m., Friday at 5 p.m. Thursday is Aloha from the Coliseum, which sounds like a lot of fun. And Friday is a gold rush and canned food drive. Now, this is one of your last opportunities to catch the Mountaineer ladies at home because their last home game and senior night is November 22nd which is the day before Thanksgiving. So we'll all be on Thanksgiving break. So if you won't be here, 
that week, be sure to catch the Mountaineers this week because it'll be your last opportunity. But one thing to put on your radar that's coming up is the women's basketball season, which starts Tuesday, November 7th in the Coliseum against Loyola, Maryland at 7 p.m. I'm looking forward to that. Sydney, are you ready for the women's basketball season? I am so ready for the women's basketball season. My favorite thing last year was going to women's basketball games because people are, I don't want to, more people first off need to be attending all of our women's sports games. But I got to say, I do love just feeling like a baller walking and sitting down like front row at the women's basketball games because one, they're more entertaining. I think women play a better game of basketball than men. Um, I've always said that for yeah. every team I've ever followed in college basketball. I think women, it's faster. It's they're quicker moving. Like, I like that it's a little less like attacking each other. Injuries scare me in sports. Um, but yeah, no, I'm so excited to see these girls. I know a few of these girls this year through some classes, so I'm excited. Um, so yeah, that'll be a good one. That's going to be so fun. And also starting their season soon is the men's basketball team who played a charity exhibition game against George Mason on Friday and won. There were standout performances from players like Jesse Edwards, Quinn Slazinski, which I didn't see coming because I... I think there was a little bit of talk around him when he got, uh, or like at the beginning of this season, but he like showed up. I was impressed. Josiah Harris and Kirk Creesa also had good games, but now for the bad news, because that always happens with WVU Athletics. Um, WVU Athletics, unfortunately, just released a statement that Creesa is suspended for nine games in the 2023 to 24 season due to impermissible benefits he received during his time at the University of Arizona. He can still practice and travel with the team, but will not be able to compete. Now, this suspension comes after the NCAA denied transfer Raekwon Battles eligibility waiver, which I believe they're planning to appeal and try to get him on the court. But um, it's kind of this, it's a Jose Perez situation where he very well might not be able to play this year, um, which Perez is also gone now. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then Akuka Cook suffered a medical emergency during the game Friday. He was on, down on the court for a solid, like, five to ten minutes. It was very scary. The Coliseum was dead quiet. Um, they took him out on a stretcher. He had an IV in. Um, I think they were taking some vitals on him. He was taken to Ruby and then uh, stayed there overnight. He's now home recovering, but there's not much more information on that. Um, WVU hasn't released any, and obviously we're not going to pry. They'll release information as it becomes available. So a little rough start already for the Mountaineer basketball team, but hopefully, hopefully they're able to bounce back. Because this is, they also went through some major coaching changes in the offseason. So it'll be interesting to see how this team comes together this year. But their season starts Monday, November 6th against Missouri State, also in the Coliseum at 7 p.m. So catch them there. And then I have some more bad news. I really hope that we close this out with some good news, though, because we we do have some. Oh, you know we have good news. But some bad news. Our soccer kids suffer their first loss of the season. Are you serious? I didn't know this before filming. Against serious? Against the University of Kentucky on Friday. They lost 0-1. to 
but they do come back to Morgantown tonight, which by the way, we're taping this on Halloween and I have a sleigh costume on right now, but that's neither here nor there. But they play tonight at Dick Tulesk Stadium at 7 p.m. It's senior night against Old Dominion. Hopefully they can end this season with just the one loss because I hope they do too. They're going wow. into they're going into Sunbelt soon. So I'm excited to see how they do there. I am manifesting some good wins because we're we're apparently a soccer school now. Yeah. That's we're I'm telling you, we are soccer, rifle, and baseball. That's yeah, but we are I love like, you, like you said earlier, for every single for every single drop in trusting the climb, there is a we are so back around the corner. We are so back because guess who won in Orlando this weekend? Yeah. Our climbing boots are off of Depop, guys. It's okay. No, Sorry the, about it. The climbing boots went to Goodwill last week. Oh, we gotta go get those back. I know I gotta go to Goodwill, get some get my climbing boots back. But the Mountaineer football team. Listen, listen, if you heard me say these Ken's jobs is disappointment last week, I didn't say that. I didn't say that because they didn't disappoint this week. We got to talk about Garrett Green for a second. Uh I need to gather my thoughts because I did not know. I was, we were sitting in, we both TA, the sports magazine show Capstone this year. And we're sitting there and they're talking, throwing out all these things about Garrett Green. And I said, homeboy. Garrett Green's having the year. Homeboy is having the year. He said, I, I said, I would like just like to say there have been many, many a Mountaineer character in my four years of school where where they have gone into a game. They have not made some changes. Every time I saw Garrett Green's sweet, sweet little face when there was another quarterback at this university, he killed it. He proved himself. And I'm happy he's here. I'm proud of him. Don't let me down, Garrett. <laughs> Because this will switch up very quickly after this weekend if we have some problems next week. <laughs> Do not let me down. Serve this as your message. This is your warning. Do no, not let me down. So Garrett Green this year has 404 rushing yards, which I can't remember what we uh like where he stands nationally or what we where he where we said he stands nationally, but it's somewhere up there. And I I should have looked this up and I forgot to, but uh, yeah, he's like, despite, you know, despite a few disappointments this season, Garrett Green individually is like kind of balling out. We have also discussed people. We will not finish dead last in the big 12. We mathematically can't now. We mathematically, even if we lose out, we cannot finish dead last. We are doing better than the poll, better than expected. It is absolutely killing it. So we are going to wrap this up. Haley, thank you so much for joining us. We have had an absolutely wonderful time discussing all things Mountaineer, Philly, whatever it may be, sports with you. Please make sure that you all listen to The Girls Who Get It at thedaonline.com slash podcast or wherever you stream podcasts. Because the girls who get it, get it. Bye. Bye. Thank you.